Blog Talk Radio. nurses, family workers, authors, and experts from different fields to answer your parenting questions. Because this is a progressive talk show, we will invite you to topics and ill opinions that you as a parent might not otherwise hear about through the mainstream media. The mission of progressive parenting is to inform, not to preach, to share, not advise, and to connect, not alienate. Circle Doula Training Program, training over 1,600 doulas in the legacy of the African-American midwife. And her training program continues to serve as an international model for reducing infant mortality and increasing the number of midwives and doulas of color. Shafia created and spearheaded the first legislative concept, Oregon HB having me as a guest on Progressive Radio, Progressive Parenting Radio this morning. Thank you. So this morning, I want to talk about the Giving Voice to Mother study. And I want to thank everyone who may be in the listening audience and those who aren't for all of the commitment to get this survey completed. I just got word from the uh, they call it the birth lab. It's the, uh, the group that's overseeing the survey in Canada said in December 14th that the numbers of surveys by women of color actually really increased as well as the number of surveys that were done by women who speak Spanish was also increased. So this is really um, a great a great win because without having the numbers of the voices of women of color, then the study cannot be effective. I don't know if you have any specific questions, Gina, that you want to ask me. Well, I'm going to hope that people can hear me. I'm not sure. So I'm going to just keep talking. So this study is called the Giving Voice to Mother Study, and the whole goal is to create the first system in the United States where we can actually measure what women of color experience in maturing to care in this country regardless of their place of birth. Historically, most of the studies around maternity care were done for non-Hispanic white women in a hospital setting. So this is very different. This is the first time that we're having a study that's focusing on the stories and experiences of women of color that take place in any birth setting. So wanting to hear more about 
women of color's birth experiences in the hospital, but also women of color's birth experiences who birth at home, which, by the way, home birth has increased for women of color, and also the number of women who are also having their babies in birth center. Those are two areas that we do not have a lot of information on for women of color. And the reason why this is important, we already know some statistics. Well, the good, the good news is that there are more women of color who are actually uh, driving how they want their pregnancy, birth, and parenting, and breastfeeding, breastfeeding experience to go. And that's because of all the wonderful people out there who have been doing the work for so many years to educate, holding rallies, passing legislation, becoming doulas, becoming midwives, being doulas, and, and midwifery, all that have created um, the impact that we see now. Because for myself, having been involved in this work now for 40 years, I actually have seen the graph uh, go up, go down, and now it's back up, and I think it's going to stay up in terms of women of color being involved in, in, in the sense of driving how they want to see their birth experience to become. So this study is going to give us information so that when we go to legislators, um, health services policy, we can give a real story based on data because that's how the United States functions in most of the world. We can have a lot of anecdotal stories. You know, I've served 25 women. I'm a midwife. I helped all my friends, all my clients last year have their babies. And this is what they told me, you know, mayor or president of a hospital. This is what they told me about their birth experiences. And they'll listen and they'll be respected, but it's not hard data. It was not done in a way that has all the proven systems in place to show that to show that you have non-biased data. Well, those are just my friends, and we all sitting around with a cup of coffee or, you know, a cup of champagne, <laughs> just kicking it and talking and getting, you know, I'm leading the conversation. Or was it a hard, rigorous study where this study, it's anonymous. It's the exact same question, exact same um, type of question. And so you have a real good uh, proven pool that when we come out with the study and we come up with the outcome of, all these, of what was told, we can say this is, was a rigorous study. It's not biased. And then we have a conversation that we can have around change. And with, um, I know for ICTC, we did the Oregon Block Birth Survey Study in 2011, which was amazing. It was a quantitative analysis. We interviewed 245 women who were black in Oregon about their birth experiences, what happened at the hospital, did they get childbirth classes, and by the way, all that information is available. If you just Google Oregon Black Birth Survey, it will come up and you'll learn the things that uh, we found out. And though we learned all these things and it has been published on a very uh, informal capacity, we can't use it for hard data because it was not a rigorous uh, study according to what the regulations are to create a study that's non-biased. So it can't be published and we can't really use it, you know, for a hard argument. So we want this study to be rigorous and going according to all of the um, RIB regulations so that we can have it published and then we can use it as, um, you know, as a, as a tool to say, here's what we heard from these women with the study and here's the changes that we need or don't want depending on what comes out. And because of women of color, historically, we have not been involved in studies. And what's different again about this study is why I'm so excited why I'm on the radio talking about because it's something that I personally worked on 
along with many other um, organizations that, that you know and respect. So this really study was done by us. It was done uh, for us. So the International Center for Traditional Childbearing, ICTC was involved, Choices in Childbirth, the Phoenix Midwives, Mama Sana, the Intertribal Breasting Coalition, uh, Mount Mufri Center, Inc., Common Sense Childbirth, and, of course, um, a place of mine, the University of, of British Columbia, where the studies coming out of. Along with that, you know, Jenny Joseph, Claudia wow. Booker, um, many other people who are really, uh, Roberta Eaglehorse, you know, on the ground, making sure that this information was done in a way that was culturally appropriate and effective. So that's why it's so important that we get the data. If we don't have enough numbers, then we can't have a good, we can't have a good outcome of what happens women of color, which is why we are asking people to finish this survey. We started back in April. Um, it's been slow, I'll, I'll be honest. Non-Hispanic white we have, have filled it up, and that's great. But we really want to hear about the women of color. And so we still have to the very end of December to get some more surveys in. And some of the states that we need to hear from is Illinois, Louisiana, Iowa, Florida, Alabama, Oklahoma, uh, D.C., and Connecticut. Uh, those states have very low ratings, um, and so we want to hear more from them. So if you're in those states, if you're doing any kind of birth work in those states, if you or a friend or anyone you know has had a baby, then please send them the link. You know, have them come over, and we're doing, like, um, survey survey brunches, everybody comes with their laptop, click in, you know, and I'll serve, you know, grits and eggs or whatever the food is for the group to see if we can make it fun and get it done. What's nice about it is that Excellent. if you, it is, it is kind of long, 45 minutes, but you can always stop at any point, save it, and go back to it. But it's, it's nice to have a chance okay. to actually hear these stories, to hear what we think yeah. our birth has been and what's happened to us in these birth centers, and then even home birth, even hospital birth. And because there's been so much distress historically with women of color not being involved in the studies or they talk about us um, and we're not ever involved in it and the outcomes are not directed by us, it, it has, it's been very biased. It has not been helpful. So this is from a way where we, again, have chosen the, um, the questions. The goal is really, again, to learn what's happening um, and what women of color see for options and what's the most important to the, to the types of um, options that pregnant families experience. So we want to understand the overall experience and what makes women of color decide where they're going to have their babies at. What makes us think about, you know, what we have a home birth, a hospital, or a birth center. And to see if we're having the best experience possible. With the increasing, unfortunately, mortality rates for babies of color still being twice as high in these communities or our communities, as well as seeing more mothers of color not even living through childbirth to raise their child, we really need to make sure that our voices are here. This is a time for us to say, hey, it's no good just for us to keep giving statistics all the time if we can't say what we think the problem is from our own voices, our own studies, and then publish what our outcomes are based on how we aggregate and, and um, determine and explain what the materials have come out from, from the study. So this is a very exciting time. It's the first... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please go ahead. I don't I don't want to interrupt you. I just have a couple of questions. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> well, I have, I have a lot of stack, to be honest. I wasn't sure if I was on or not, if I was just talking in case someone else here can hear me. Oh, no, I can totally hear you, and I didn't want to interrupt you at all. 
Okay. Well, thank you. So this is, um, like I said, a very important time in history for women of color that this is the first study where we have, you know, done by us and for us, and we just really need to get as many members as possible. So basically this was to appeal to us on the importance of looking at uh, of how we can start doing studies and being involved in them because whether it's about breastfeeding outcomes in, in humans of color or, you know, pregnancy or do we have enough midwives of color or jewels of color or, you know, how the, the men of color are also experiencing trauma from being in these institutions sometimes, again, it's going to be us to have to take the time. It is time-consuming um, to get this done. I have been involved with others for over two years to get this study ready to be presented to, to you, and I will remain involved, God willing, uh, until the study is completed and the, and the materials are given back to you. And we hope to have the outcomes of all this information ready by 2017, I don't want to say the month because often when you do studies, those glitches happen that, that you did not anticipate. So it's until the dates off. It has taken a little bit longer than we thought. You know, we thought we'd have this done a, a quite a bit of time ago, but it has been going slow. And so, again, it's going slow because women of color either don't know about the study or haven't had time to um, access it or haven't had time to fill it out. But, again, you know, we're, it's only as strong as we are because it's about us. So if we don't give our voices and say what's important to us, then we can't advocate for us to make what we want to happen materialize on a large scale. And so just imagine just having this great study of all of your voices, all the voices, you know, published in the Griffey Journal or the, or the Public Health Journal or the Nursing Journal. So they're going to begin to see across the board what's important to us. So you as a healthcare provider or a birth worker, um, or, or just as a mother, you're going to know about it and say, hey, didn't you all know that, you know, last year this study came out and these are things that we want or don't want? You know, catch up. Read, read what's going on. Catch up on your, on your training. So it's a, it's a great thing. I'm very excited about it. And so I just want to share that excitement with everybody um, out there. The other thing about this study really quick is called a quantitative analysis study, which means that we're very committed and the researchers who helped put this together are very committed that the voices – again, of the study is being done by the people being talked about, which means that normally I'll come into your community. I'm not, I'm not part of your community. I'll do a couple of interviews with people. I'll do some observations, some focus groups, and I'll go back and I'll write about you. But with the, with the quantitative analysis, it really comes from the people who are actually doing the work. So it's, it's a total different type of thing. I'm trying to see if I can explain it better. It just means that we are able to know that we're not just being studied. We're, we actually are, are. We actually are the study, and the people who are being studied are actually driving the data and the information, and how it's going to look. So I hope that um, makes it easier. It, it, I'm saying that it's a good thing that it's a qualitative study, uh, and, and actually, I'm sorry, more than qualitative, being participatory. It is a participatory study, which means that the people who are being studied and talked about are participating in the actual work. And that has been shown by having the researchers reach out to the groups that I mentioned to you that are predominantly run by people of color and have a strong or have a strong presence in communities of color and also the people such as ourselves are the ones who are actually doing the survey and then followed up by the outcome being reviewed and approved and involved by again uh, women of color. 
So I'm going to stop there and see if there's any questions that people see in the survey. And the survey, by the way, can be accessed just by going to www.homebirthsummit.org. And on the right-hand side, it will say Women's uh, Giving Voice to Mothers 2016. Just click on that, and it opens up, and you can start filling out the survey. So, again, that would be at www.homebirthsummit.org. Are we are we still here? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, great. So yeah, what we're gonna do is we're going to um share this link onto okay. our Progressive Parenting Radio um Facebook page. So if you're listening right now and you forget how to find uh how to find this or you need any help remembering how to do it or if you want to send somebody uh, to find that link, you can go ahead and go to Progressive Parenting Radio on Facebook. And I just went ahead and shared the link there. I'll go ahead and share it on uh, Birth Against the Machine and any and every place I can all over the Internet. And I'm encouraging all of our listeners to do the same. Uh, we can really make a difference by doing this um, for women of color. Um, why is it important? Because God, because of humanity, because of, because of little babies like this. My son's right here. You say hi, oh, Mr. Nice. Hi, um, how are you? So, yes. Say hi. And, and, oh, and oh, your name is falling off. Go ahead. And, and, and not so good, you know, I'm glad you mentioned for women of color, but also it's going to help everyone, regardless of the race. Anytime we have yes. information that is non-biased, that's proven, that's research-driven, that we can really analyze um, correctly, then we, then we all benefit. So regardless of what the race will be when they get this information, we're all going to benefit. In fact, a lot of times what we're hearing is that when we find what happens for one of color and we make improvements for them, then the whole country benefits. So this is something that is good for all of us. And at the end of the day, everyone's going to benefit from this information. Um, so right. that's a good, exciting point. And it's going to also affect how we parent our children because what we learn about what's important about birth is going to help how we feel. I mean, I'm not going to say that how we how we birth affects how we take care of our children, but I do want to say that just having a voice about how having our babies will give us a voice of how our babies are being treated in the world as well. You know, so whether because what happens to women of color around birth often happens to their children, whether it's not getting quality care or the education system. I'm not going to mention the the penal system, but just daycare and all those things could be another state in itself. So I think just getting us getting used to the fact that we have the right to have a voice and we have a story and your story is important. And what, you know, I know my mother told me her story of her, you know, back in the 50s when I was born, you know, in Boston, you know, her begging the doctor, please don't tie my hands again. This is like her sixth baby. And each time I just say, you all know the story, you know, tying the mom down, giving her wow. the, the mask, yeah. the mask that made her hallucinate. So she had to go through all that. And, and most women really didn't want that. It was forced on them. So I heard that story growing up, and I heard other stories, but it's not documented. Her story didn't get a chance to be told. She didn't have a survey that she could say the details. She gave me a quick little skim over. She might have loved to have spent 45 minutes taking the time to really say, hey, I care about your story. Let me hear it so I can, you know, give your story to the public and make a change. So this is really historical. And as I said on one of my Facebook pages, you know, do it for your mother and grandmothers and aunties who, who no one cared what their story was. 
Now, nobody really asked them in a way that became public to make a difference. So this is really, again, I cannot stress the importance of us understanding the impact this can have. Research is where it's at. You know, whether we believe it or not, that's how the country functions. Everything wants to know, can you prove it? We don't care about delayed cord clamping. Yeah, your baby did great. Can you prove that it's better? Can you prove that walking around is better? Can you prove that drinking liquids? Can you prove that having doulas at birth or midwifery care is better? They want proof. And it doesn't make it right, right but that's how we do our studies. And that's how we get to change policy. And that's how we get support on every level when we can show that it's been proven. Then it has to become people have to respond to it. So we have to prove that what we have experienced is, documented and done in a rigorous, again, a rigorous Brilliant. This is a wonderful place. idea. I love this. This is fantastic. Um, how, what were those, what were those areas again that you guys really need to hear from? You were saying Connecticut, Alabama. What were the other areas? Uh, oh, uh, South Carolina, Illinois, um, Connecticut, Iowa. I'm just trying to find my, um, my list. Illinois, Iowa, uh, Louisiana, Louisiana, D.C. Yes, yeah, so Illinois, Louisiana, Iowa, Florida, Alabama, South Carolina, Oklahoma, D.C., and Connecticut. I mean, we, we would like to hear from everywhere. You know, I mean, Alaska. Right, these of course. That, but these are ones that these states have come up, but they're just not strong enough according to what Got it. Uh, the study is looking for. So, well, and we're I'm sure there's one of color. And make sure that we get uh, we get this out there. I hope you see a really big surge after today's radio program because um, I, I believe strongly in this. And I just want to thank you. I'm trying not to cry right now um, for all the work that you do um, and, and the amazing women that are involved with this, like, uh, like you said, Jenny Joseph and, and, and Claudia Booker, uh, all heroes of mine. You guys are amazing women. I said guys. You women are amazing. Um, and I just uh, I want to thank you very much for the work that you're doing because uh, you're you're making a difference in this world and um, I just really look up to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. My pleasure, my honor, my my duty, my passion. For sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. So one more time, how do people um, find uh, this particular uh, the survey? How do they find it again? Right. One more time, just to remind everybody. Yeah, but, the, the, the easiest way to find it is just to go to www.homebirthsummit, H-O-M-E-B-I-R-T-H-S-U-M-M-I-T. That's one mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yes. 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 S-U-M-M-I-T.org. Right. Thank you. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I so am copying and pasting that all over the Internet. <laughs> thank you. Measuring sexual maternity care. Right. All right. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. We will get the word out, and we hope to um, have you back on in 2017 so you can tell us uh, what's happened and what's going on. We can hear more about it. Okay. Well, thank you. Have a great day. Happy holiday. Safe New Year. Um, Let's get this done. In 2017, we will be reading the results of our work and and those that were involved in it. So, So thank you, Gina. You have an awesome day, and hug your baby for me, and Everybody out there, you know, again, thank you for all the work that you're doing. You know, hug a pregnant woman, support pregnant families, you know, smile today to someone. Those little things make a difference for women who are having hard times for for various reasons. And people in general, you know, we don't think about the fathers out there, too, and the men, they, they also count. So thank you, and blessings to all. Thank you so much.
blessings to you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please uh, take, uh, take to heart the ideas that uh, Ms. Monroe shared with us today. I really love the idea of uh, I'm going to do a cafe and invite all of our um, sisters of color to come to my house. I've got two computers. We can hang out and have coffee and and fill out these surveys and, and help make a difference. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to see me live in 2017, you can go check out gkeventsandmore.com. And uh, you can find me live at any one of our flock yows. I'm going to be in Hawaii. We're going to be in New York, Chicago, San Diego, Calgary, Toronto. Uh, oh, golly, where the heck out? So many places. Uh, come and join us live for a flock yow. If you haven't heard of a flock yow, check it out on Facebook. They are live mini birth conferences. Thank you for listening, everybody. Tune in next Monday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. And until then, take care of yourselves and take care of each other.